I saw miles and miles of Texas and all the stars up in the sky. I saw miles and miles of Texas. Gonna live Welcome to Hour 1 of Sports Saturday, the 15th Club, with hosts Ed Clements and Scotty Sayers. Ed and Scotty will bring you up-to-the-minute news from the world of golf. They're taking calls at 512-836-0590 or toll-free at 877-590-KLBJ. It is time to tee it high and let it fly. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Ed Clements along with Scotty Sayers and our great friend Mark Brooks. Welcome to the 15th Club on KLBJ Radio, live from Dirty Martin's Place, as we are broadcasting this afternoon from Dirty's, your place for college basketball, NFL football, and much, much more. We got a raucous crowd here at Dirty's because a ton of Houston Texans fans are watching the Texans and the Ravens currently tied 10-10 at halftime. 15th Club proudly brought to you by ABC Bank. Terios.ai, a new way to invest in Austin real estate. Salt Lake Barbecue in Driftwood and in Round Rock. The Naughty Deck and Bar at the Austin Renaissance Hotel. Maudie's Tex-Mex. The Muni Conservancy. Zilker Belts. Donald Ross Sportswear and Adele Golf. Scotty, good afternoon. Great to see you back at your seat here at Dirty Martin's Place where all the girls are pretty and the beer are very, very cold. Uh, how are you? Good afternoon, my friend. I'm doing great, Ed. It's great to be here with all these people there. They're so mad about the field goal that the Texans just oh, yeah. missed. Um, Texans just missed a field goal at the end of the first half, but it's tied. Ten to ten, they came into this game as nine-and-a-half-point underdogs, and they're hanging in there right now big time. You've had a busy week, Ed. You hosted an event over at Lions Municipal on Thursday with the uh, NAACP. The uh, president, the national yes. president, came in to celebrate 100 years of Lions Municipal, which is a important civil rights landmark. Let me tell you what, Scotty, it was a great gathering. It was a standing room only event uh, at, at Muni in the ballroom. Our friend Gary Bledsoe from the Texas NAACP and Derek Johnson from the National NAACP there uh, at uh, Muni Golf Course for the, for the ceremony and the news conference. And it just shows the importance once again of saving Muni. It's not just about the 65,000 rounds of golf the most rounds of golf played in an Austin in any Austin golf course it's not about just about the green space it's not about the wildlife it's about so many things including the civil rights and the civil rights issue there when the first caddies played in 1950 1950 when they were playing golf uh, they brought him in and they called the mayor and said Mayor Glass what do we do and Mayor Glass said the three famous words let them play and the course of that golf course was changed uh, in history and it is a civil rights landmark in the state of texas and in this country yeah the course of municipal golf all over the south was really changed then it was uh you know, quite an event and you can imagine the courage of those two young boys they just wanted to play golf so i play golf and yeah. Uh, yeah. and the mayor said let them play so it was a peaceful desegregation that led to a lot of things happening in austin uh, thanks for hosting that. Sure. A lot of, lot of fun, a lot of great people there, a lot of uh, our dignitaries, a lot of former Longhorn football players were there, too. Uh, a good presence from Longhorn football players and uh, some former Longhorn golfers there, too. They know the importance, and we just hope the city and UT can come together. Let's introduce okay. our, our very special guest. 
His name is Mark Brooks, a former Texas Longhorn All-American golfer. Multiple winner on the PGA Tour. The winner of the 1996 PGA Championship and now an accomplished, I say accomplished instructor, not only in Austin, but in the entire state of Texas. Is that a pretty good build-up there? You like that? Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> Thank you. How are you? I'm good. Thank good. you. Did you You look like you've been out today. Did you teach today? Did I, did, you? I did not. It was a little bit too cold for me. Yeah. Um, I thought about going out for a minute. Passed. Well, I've been watching basketball. We went to the Texas basketball game today. The Longhorns won in thrilling fashion over Baylor by 275-73. Then I started watching golf, and I, I turned on the golf, Mark, and I saw... Nick Dunlap, and I'm going, you know, who is Nick Dunlap? And he had an A by his name. I said, that couldn't be designated an amateur, and it is. Nick Dunlop, an amateur, is the leader at the American Express right now. He's at minus 27. He fired a smooth move in 60 today. I went to reading about him, and I said, it kind of clicked. He played for Alabama, amateur champion and accomplished golfer, but what a cool deal that is for an amateur to lead on the PGA Tour. U.S. amateur champion as well. So he's, he's big. Yeah, he's a sophomore at Alabama. You know, go, step running forward, this, it could be, if he has a decent front nine, which I don't know why you would expect anything else, it looks like it's going to be Nick, Justin Thomas, and probably Sam Burns in the last group. It's Bama, Bama, LSU. Well, you know he's, he knows Justin Thomas. I mean, yeah, you know they've sure, met. Sure. Uh, whether they're chummy or not is kind of irrelevant, but it's not going to be like a total stranger. So that's probably a little bit comforting, actually. Yeah. Uh, he's going to walk in. Sam has a few holes to play. Sam Burns does. Right. So he's going to probably end up with a, at least a three-shot lead. Maybe still stays at four over Justin Thomas. It's entirely possible for him to win tomorrow. It should be compelling Telev golf television. <laughs> You know, I won't say for a change, but for real. This is a real deal. Scotty, that's got to be flashback to you and your friend Ben Crenshaw when Ben played so well as an amateur in many, many golf championships. Now, help me out. The last amateur to win on the PGA Tour, was that Mickelson or Scott Verplank? Phil Mick Mickelson. Yeah. Phil Mickelson in Arizona. More than 30 years ago. Yeah. That's what 91, is wow. that right? Yes, sir. Wow. Mark, did you ever compete in, you competed in some of the PGA Tour events when you were amateur? Did you ever do that? I played a couple times. I wouldn't say I was competing. <laughs> you played. I played in a couple. I think I played in a couple, one or two Colonials as yeah. an amateur. That's it. Uh, it wasn't scary. Wasn't, wasn't was, very, it, was it scary? Not scary, but were you? Well, you're definitely out of your element there for a little while. Yeah. I, I wasn't near good enough. Uh, you know, we the Southwest Conference champion used to get a spot at Colonial. And they would make the cut some years. And... Granted, it was at Colonial with a very small field. You know, maybe 110 players right. for 70 and ties cut. But our, our Southwest Conference champion made the cut several times. Now, uh, that's the American Express where Nuck Dunlap has the lead right now. Johnny Vegas is the low longhorn. He and Scotty Scheffler are both minus 13. Am I, did I miss somebody? You did. You missed uh, You missed a ruddy Bo Hostler. Bo Hostler. <laughs> what is Bo? Where is Bo? Bo snuck in there at minus 13, which is okay. going to be the cut. Three-round cut. Three-round cut. 13 under par. Scotty Scheffler is on the cut with a couple of holes to play. Okay. Um, so he's having an off week for, you know, Scotty. Uh, Doug Gim missed. Parker's got three holes to play. He needs to birdie all three. Parker Cootie you're talking Parker about. Cootie. Parker Cootie. Pearson's not going to make the cut. So not a great week for the Horns Yeah. in, in the desert. But... Uh, We'll see. I mean, the story is going to be Nick Dunlap. I mean, it's a big deal. You know, yeah. for an amateur, 
to win a PGA Tour event is a big deal. It's a big deal. He would not be an amateur very long, in my opinion. Well, I was going to ask you that. He's an amateur. If he wins tomorrow, first place check, and this is an elevated event. Is that? Is it is it, not. It's not? No, this is an 8.4 purse. So oh, this is only 8.4. Yeah, this is a little dink tournament. This is a, <laughs> this is, this is a feeder tournament uh -huh. to, the, to the signature events. I do not know the details whether this would propel him into a signature event because he doesn't get FedEx Cup points. Okay, but he's not a member. If he makes that final putt and says, so long, sweet home Alabama, show me the money, could he do that? Do that? He will do that. He won't do it on television. but uh, Really? Oh, yeah. He'll, he'll have a finite period of time, 30 to 45 days, to make a decision to actually apply and become a member of the tour, which would give him the rest of this year. And two more years. Wow. So you win this early in the year, it's basically a three-year exemption. But would he get the dough? That's what I'm trying he to ask. He will not get the dough. Oh, no. Phil no. Mickelson didn't get the dough back when he... And Phil actually went back to college. Yeah. But we know the regs have changed a little bit. They're probably a little more friendly to yeah. a guy that won. But I wouldn't see him returning to Alabama. and I, I can't even imagine. We've got to take a break. After this break, we're going to get you up to date on the Houston Texans and Baltimore Ravens. Still tied 10-10 in Baltimore. There's a great tournament going on in Dubai, the Hero Dubai Desert Classic. Great, great golf there. Also, there's a huge Longhorn presence on the Champions Tour on the big island of Hawaii today. We'll get into that. Also, the passing of the great Jackie Burke uh, yesterday, longtime friend of Mark, longtime friend of Scotty's. We'll talk about Mr. Burke and much, much more when we return to the 15th Club, the first hour of Sports Saturday, live from Dirty Martin's Place on the drag. If you like the great cold beer and great food, come on down to Dirty's. They'll have both games tonight. They've got the Ravens and the Texans now, and later tonight, Green Bay and the 49ers. We'll be back from Dirty's right after this timeout. Welcome back to the Bob Hope Desert Classic. <laughs> that was a theme song of Bob Hope. And he used to have the Bob Hope Desert Classic where they're playing the American Express this week. And Mark won the tournament. Did you meet Bob Hope? I, I did meet Bob Hope. How was that? How was Mr. It Hope? Was, it was awesome. Scotty knew Bob Hope, too. Did you know that? I met Bob Hope back in the 60s with Governor Conley. He was performing at... Uh, he was performing at Hemisphere, and then I met, I met him in Brownwood, and Howard, Howard Payne, he came in and did yeah. a benefit back in 1974. Yeah. I drove him back and forth to the airport. I mean, he was he was such an icon. I was scared to death. I bet, yeah. And what year did you win the Bob Hope Desert Classic there? That would be 1996. 1996. And I don't mean to be nosy in your finances. What was the check? You remember? You still have it? <laughs> Yeah, one of those big I ones. I wish I still had it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. If you're making me. 150, 250, 400. Yeah, probably a couple hundred. That's great. Because yeah. my first one was uh, the Ken and Sammy Davis. Sammy Davis. Davis Harper Open. Yeah, you, that I, was 127 or something, yeah. my first one, 125. So you won the Sammy Davis tournament and the Bob Hope tournament. Now, there's. I did. Yeah. That's. Never you, you played the Bing Crosby Pro Am, I'm sure. Oh, like ridiculous. See, you could have five, twenty-seven times. You could have had Glenn Campbell L.A. Open. Did you play in that? You played in that a lot. I did play in that. I don't know if it was still the Glenn Campbell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, we had Andy Williams at San Diego. Yeah. We had Joe Garagiola <laughs> at Tucson. At Tucson. Uh, was Dean Martin still L.A.? 
Dean Martin was not L.A. by okay. the time I got there. Okay. The Rat Pack had busted up. Yeah. Welcome back to Dirty Martin's Place. Uh, this is the 15th Club on KLBJ, brought to you by Terios AI, a new way to invest in Austin real estate, and by ABC Bank. Buffalo and the Houston Texans right now on television. Uh, it's a very entertaining game. You and mean Baltimore, of course. Did I say, did I say Buffalo? You, I know you're so, so for Buffalo I that am. you're thinking ahead. He's, he's thinking night. Buffalo wings. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about that, too. The Ravens have now taken the lead over the Texans. It's 17-10. to 10. 12 minutes to play in the third quarter. Later, it's going to be the Packers and the 49ers. Uh, where are the Cowboys? The Cowboys not playing this weekend. They're in Cabo. Yeah, they're in Cabo. They're screwing up, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, let's talk about a couple other events. And by the way, the American Express, as we said earlier, Nick Dunlop from Alabama. He's an amateur. He is a leader. He shot a 60 today. He's at 27 under par. Also going on on the DP Tour is the Hero Dubai Desert Classic, American Cameron Young, who has never won on the PGA Tour. He's never won on the DP Tour. He won on the Corn Ferry Tour. He's got a two-shot lead entering tomorrow's final round. He's at minus 14. Rory McIlroy, Eagle, the final hole today. He's at 12 under, as is Adrian Moronk of Poland and Germany. He's at minus 12. Tommy Fleetwood, who won last week, who lives in Dubai now, is at minus seven in that. Uh, and also, you mentioned Joaquin Neiman is also playing in that. He's in about sixth place. Yes, he he jumped over there, chasing down some OWRG. Yeah, some some you, world have, ranking points. This the, the golf course in Dubai is interesting. Of course, needless to say, green desert, green desert water. Have you played in the Middle East before, Mark? You know, I've been in the Middle East. I've never played a professional event down there. Okay, so All right. my my record's clean. Yeah, I never got any dirty money. <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, the, the 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 guys in Dubai, they they just have a lot of money. Ooh, they 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 have a record. They have a record. <laughs> yeah, there's okay. Okay. Yeah, there's women aren't cruising down the middle of the street with in bikinis. Let's go that far. Trust, well, I, trust me. I trust me. It, I think it's going to be a big day for Rory McIlroy because last Sunday. Rory, uh, pardon me, yeah, he did kind of choke it off there. Yeah, yeah. yeah he did. On his he back did. nine, he had a three-putt from two feet, then on number 18, holding a one-stroke lead over Snipe. Tommy Fleetwood. The old snappy hooky into the water. He bogeys Tommy Birdies, and Tommy Fleetwood wins. Again, Tommy Fleetwood lives in Dubai. He's from England, but he lives in Dubai. And he was thinking about moving to Austin last I heard. I mean, how do you choose? You go, well, am I live in Austin or am I live in Dubai? Yeah. Taxes. <laughs> well, taxes are good here, but I guess taxes are really good in Dubai. They're really good. Yeah. Really good. Like yeah. you don't pay any? Is that what Well, you... I'm going to suspect there's some offshore accounts happening, okay. and, as they probably should. Yeah. Okay. Let's okay. put it this way. John Rahm's money's not in Phoenix. Okay? <laughs> His $400 is not in Phoenix. I'll assure you that. Really? No doubt. Offshore someplace? For sure. Yeah. You would. I mean, it makes sense. Okay. Sounds like a James Why are you going to come over here and dump 40% out? Yeah. So. Golly. There's okay. more to these stories. They're <laughs> a tangled web we could weave. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, let's talk about Champions Tour because we got a couple of Longhorns that are in the top four. Now, they were just teeing off a little while ago. When I Last time I checked, Stephen Alker, that son of a gun from New Zealand, who's just winning and winning and winning, had the lead. Does he still have the lead? I don't have the He is. He's 18 under. Okay. Three-stroke lead over Steve Stricker now is uh, tied with Harrison Frazier. At, uh, they're three back at 15 under. Of course, Harrison Frazier, the former Texas Longhorn golfer. Yeah. yeah. 
Yep, and then David Thompson, Justin Leonard are six back at 12 under par, though. So nice. Justin's playing pretty good on the Champions Tour yeah, those, early on. Those guys were on the same Longhorn team, Harrison and Justin, along with our friend Michael Cooper and John Paul Bear and others. That's a really, really, really fun to see those two guys. Harrison Frazier has won on the Champions Tour. Uh, Justin Leonard has not won on the Champions Tour. No, Harrison won towards the end of the year, a big one. Well, yeah. one of the playoff events. He's keeping up with Steven at the moment. They're both a couple under through about four holes. Is it about time to check the birth certificate for Steven Alcourt? That guy is playing lights out. Have you had a, Have you played with him before, Mark? Do you I know have not. The guy? You know, he's only been out a couple of years. I'd really kind of quit playing as he came out, which is probably a, a good thing. I, I certainly didn't give him my spot. He earned his spot, but... Uh, I mean, if they don't whack this guy in the shins, they're going to have a hard time beating him this year. So <laughs> I would be I would be very cautious if I was Steven Alker. Those are some crusty old dudes he's beating up on out there. VJ was going good. You know, VJ and he led the first day. VJ slowed down. Uh, I mean, this guy's jumping. They, they led after the first round. VJ's now at nine. He's kind of treaded water with a couple of even par. He's like eight back of him now. So this guy's running, running. He's running. Now they're playing at the golf course at the Four Seasons. I cannot pronounce it. Help me out. Hawalalai. Hawalalai. Okay. Hawalalai. Hawalalai. I've been there. We were there this summer to have dinner. It is a absolutely lovely golf course there at the Four Seasons, not too far from Kohanaiki, which is equally a lovely golf course there. Have you ever played this golf course before? I have not. I have not. You have yeah. To, you have, you have basically have to win to get in. Either win or you know get a get a special invite. So I, I never started there. In fact, I played the. I played the hope. It's the same. It's been the same week probably for the last 12, 15 years. So yeah. I ended up. I would go play there a couple times. Right to get started. Right. Yeah, and big news on the Champions Tour too. Uh, Bernard Longer is going to play in his last Masters this year. He made the cut. I guess last time he made the cut was three years ago. Seems like his name was always still at the always top of the leaderboard there, yeah. at Augusta, but he's he's going to hang it up after this year. Is he 64, 65? 66, now? I 66. think. Yeah, set the record for most. Uh, he passed Hale Irwin's record last well, year for the makes, most wins. Well, I'll, I'll give you a little prediction. If he makes the cut this year, <laughs> he might delay that, <laughs> and he he could make the cut. Yeah, and, and he. I mean, he said I read his little quips he's kind of you know it's tough to hit you know two and four hybrids in there against those guys nine irons and wedges and that's pretty much his, it's like the golf course is pretty much too long for him yeah, now yeah but he's tough i would never never put it past him to sneak in there and make another cut and have a finish if he does he's an amazing he change his mind amazing guy because mark help me out you played against him many times and with him he sort of had a string there where he could flat out putt, had the case of the yips. Twice. Twice. How did he get out of that funk? Twice. Well, that's a good question. That's uh, why I do it here professionally, asking you questions. Internal fortitude. The man is the ultimate warrior, and he just flat went and figured it out. And he changed putting styles. And I'm going to guess he did the bulk of the work on his own. He didn't, you know, seek out a bunch of putting gurus or anything like that. <laughs> a little action on the team. Yeah, Houston is driving. They're down 17 to 10. Well, he is 66 years old. Yep. 66 years five, old. 5'9", nine, 66 years old. And, you know, I know he feels like a, an ant walking out there on the tee at Augusta. Probably has for the last 10 years because that golf course is... Oh, it's grown. It's big. Uh, if it's a, a moist, cool 
year. It plays really long. And uh, but no, he. I think he just he gutted it out. He but again, he changed methods. He famously went to let's call it left hand low, cross handed, but he actually grabbed the putter, the handle with his right hand and held his left forearm for a while. And he, I think he actually might have won a Masters that way. Wow. So he. He's won a lot of golf tournaments with a lot of different styles, completely wildly different style, putt, you know, uh, uh, methods of putting, including, you know, the what we call the broomstick, right, you know, the long right. thing, you know, anchored on his chin, anchored on his chest. Uh, so he's now kind of a modified broomstick. Who is the oldest now, Scotty? Is it Freddie still playing? Is the oldest? I know Sandy Lyle's not playing anymore. Is it Freddie still playing, guys? Or well, it, yeah, but longer would be the would be the oldest, and you know, it's interesting. Ben put the green jacket on longer after, you know, in, 90, in 85, mm-hmm. the year after Ben won his first one. Then longer put it on Ben in 95 when Ben won his second that's one. That's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly That's kind of cool. Very cool. The okay. connection there. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens at Augusta Barnhart Longer, the older guys. You know, they play well there. A lot of them still do, but it is such a big boy golf course now. Yeah, I think it hurts and everything. Okay, yeah. we got to take a break. After, well, uh, after the break, we're going to talk about another Masters champion that passed away this yes, week. Yes, we will. Talk about the legendary Jackie Burke. I'm Ed Clements along with Scotty Sayers and Mark Brooks. We're broadcasting live from Dirty Martin's Place. The first hour of Sports Saturday here on KLBJ. Ben Clements will join us a little later as we will talk about the NFL. We'll talk about the week for the Texas Longhorns football recruiting and also college basketball. That's coming up next. We're going to break for the news on News Radio 590 KLBJ. Straight down the middle. It went straight down the middle. Then it started to hook just a wee, wee bit. Hi, this is Luke Wilson, and you're listening to the 15th Club with Scotty Sayers and Ed Clements on KLBJ. Thank you so much, Luke Wilson and Bing Crosby. Welcome back to the 15th Club on KLBJ. And a big hello to our friend Luke Wilson listening this afternoon from Los Angeles, California. Thank you to my favorite acting brother, the Wilson Brothers. Thank you so much, Luke, for listening to the 15th Club. Our show proudly brought to you by ABC Bank. Terios AI, a new way to invest in Austin real estate. With assistance from the Salt Lake Barbecue and Dripwood in Round Rock, the Naughty Deck and Bar at the Austin Renaissance Hotel, Maudie's Tex-Mex, the Muni Conservancy, Zilker Belts, Donald Ross Sportswear, and Adele Gaw. Ed, Scotty, and our friend Mark Brooks were broadcasting live from Dirty Martin's Place on the drag where it has been a busy, busy afternoon here because there are a ton of ton of college students, I'll say that, watching the Houston Texans and the Baltimore Ravens right now. Under five minutes to play in the third quarter, and the Ravens lead the Texans by a score of 17 to 10. This has been a hard-fought affair. Uh, Stroud of the Houston Texans, a rookie of the year, keeping his team in this. Scotty, it looks like they've been driving some, but they just can't get over the hump uh, and, and get another score as they trail 17 to 10 now under four and a half minutes to play in the third quarter. And it's, it's a great weekend for NFL football tonight. The Lions and, uh, I'm sorry, it's Green Bay and the 49ers. That's so it. Yep. The Lions get that 2 o'clock slot tomorrow afternoon against Tampa Bay, against Tampa Bay which should be great. And then the really the best game of the weekend tomorrow night, Kansas City at Buffalo. Uh, former Dallas-Fort Worth resident Mark Brooks, did Jerry Jones screw up by not firing Mike McCarthy? Go. I don't think so. He's only got one year left on his contract, so 
I read a little bit about that. And he, Jason Garrett was in the same spot. He played lame duck. Uh, he coached lame duck one year. They went 12 and four. Had a great year. The next year he went eight and eight. And he didn't have to negotiate. He just was over. Scotty, what do you think? Boy, I mean that's a it's a tough call. I, I I can see the same thing happening again next year. Them having a good season and not getting over the hump. I mean Dak, Dak just hadn't been able to win the big one. Big stats, big stats. Huge stats. Like Tony yeah. Romo. Yeah. And then back in the day, like Danny White. Yeah. But not getting us to a Super Bowl. No, Cowboys have had the best regular season the last three years with the 12 wins the last three years. But you're right, Scotty. You're measured by trophies in the championship, in the, in the trophy case. And the Cowboys have not had a Super Bowl championship since 1995. And, you know, I, I, for one, I would have liked to have seen Bill Belichick there or uh, Mike Brabel there. I didn't think there needs to be a change. I think it's a little, you know, huh, for the Cowboys right now. But then again, their coaches and Jerry Jones owns that place. He's owned it since 1989. But frustrating as a longtime Cowboy fan. For sure, for sure. And, and I know Jerry Jones had a tough time making that decision. Yeah. He's not one to take losing gracefully. Oh, no, he doesn't like to lose. Well, uh, an, an, another guy who did not like to lose was Jackie Burke, who won the 1956 Masters Championship and the PGA Championship, passed away this week at the tender age of 100 years old. He owned the Champions Golf Course, again, a two-time major winner. And uh, Mark and Scotty, I know you both knew Mr. Burke. I got to interview him several times. Great man, but a big loss for the world of golf. He was a World Hall of Fame golf member. It was the. It is the end of an era. There's no question. I mean, he spanned so many generations, influenced so many, not just pro golfers. I mean, we know about the Steve Elkingtons and the Ben Crenshaws and the Hal Sutton that he, and Phil Mickelson that he really mentored and tried to set straight when they got off track. But think of all the amateur golfers that came through Champions, and he retired. He retired from playing professionally for the most part at age 33. Wow. And there are not many pros that can say they won two majors in a year, but he won the PGA and the Masters in 1956. And he's uh, the, the godfather of our friend John Paul Hebert. Yeah. And John Paul's father, uh, Jay Hebert, uh, was the best man for Mr. Burke in both of his weddings. So the links are very strong to Austin, of course, he and... Uh, Jimmy DeMerit, very close relationship, and a close relationship with Ben Crenshaw's father, Charlie, and uh, it all kind of wove its way together. Well, he was a big part of Texas golf. Mark, did you get a chance to spend much time with uh, Jackie Burke? A, a little, not not a great deal. Yeah. Uh, I, of course, was at Champions quite a few times at events, so you'd get to yeah. you'd, you'd get to meet him and spend a few t minutes in his office. But I never really had a lesson from him. Um, but, uh, you know, I've heard all the stories. Oh, he had some great sayings, oh, too, did. Ed. You've got the favorite, oh, I, I, your I favorite one. We were talking about how to close out a tournament, and Ben said, this was Ben Crenshaw on the Sirius XM show, Ben said, sometimes I had a tough time. And he said there was a time he was playing in the L.A. Open, and he was up by two playing 18. And on the, on the tee box, he started thinking about his acceptance speech. Says, what I'm going to say, what I'm going to think, bottom line was somebody birdied, and he... He, bo he double bogeyed. He lost the playoff. And that's when he said, Ben, you just can't let the confetti get in your way. 
Don't let the confetti yeah, get in your yeah, way. It wasn't exactly that way, Ed. He did, ben birdied the last hole, uh-huh. and T.C. Chen birdied on top of it. Yeah. But when Ben's birdie putt went in, everybody was jumping around right. out there on the 18th hole like Ben had won the tournament. Right. And then he kind of lost his concentration when he had to go out and be in that playoff. Okay. So I'm not to correct you, no, but, I'm, but, I'm but Ben to, didn't make a double bogey. Mr. Mr. Burke was in the same situation. He was talking about that. Yeah. He was in the same situation he as did. Ben Crenshaw. So, he, yeah. he did. And uh, the other funny thing, the other funny story about Jack Burke is Ben was up there at one of the Players' Championships or one of the year-end tournaments when they had it at Champions 30 years ago. And Ben was riding around with uh, with Jackie in a golf cart, and there weren't any other carts out on the course. And Ben saw a big bulge in, in Jackie's pocket said what do you got in there and he said i've got the keys to every other cart they just get in the way during a tournament with all these people taking concessions and cameras and everything they get in the spectators way well er, yesterday when the news broke son ben clements who's walking in now he said now did did he play with hogan did he play with palmer and i said he played with both of them he was at the he was at the end of hogan and then the beginning of arnold palmer which was kind of cool yeah, for, no, sure. for sure. No, no, no doubt about it. No, it was it was an era that, uh, I mean, it's come to an end. He spanned so many different yeah. generations of golfers. And he played in the Legends of Golf here at Onion Creek. He was Dave Mars' partner for years. And uh, they were funny to watch because they'd get on each other. They expected to be really in contention, but they never were in right. the Legends tournament. Well, I was listening to, to Sirius PGA Tour Radio last night, and they were interviewing... Uh, Butch Harmon talking about Butch Harmon. I didn't realize till I listened last night. Butch Harmon played on tour a little bit in the late 1960s, uh, and he said Butch Harmon said that Jackie always said you're just one of kind of those hot dog type of pros. And he said hot dog. What are you talking about? He goes, well, you're kind of the guy. There are three guys behind the 14th green, and they're going, who's coming up next? Joe Blow, Fred Smith, and Butch Harmon. Let's go get a hot dog. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh my gosh! There, there was nobody like him, and he would, he would get on Ben. He said another thing to Ben when in '97 Ben had injured his foot and was going to do some commentating for CBS, and he said, "Ben, once you climb that tower, you'll never be competitive." <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And he owned Champions Golf Course with uh, Jimmy DeMeritt, which. Yeah. I've, I've never played the golf course. You you, you played several times, Mark Scott. Oh, a lot, played. tons, tons yeah. of tons of times. And is it true he would, at, at, during a time, he would play with prospective members to make sure that they could maneuver around champions? Is that the story I always heard? Well, I, I'm, I'm sure that happened many times. I was going to say, my, my take part of it is, you know, being a two-time major winner, including the 56 Masters, which, you know, a lot of people, that would be the first thing that would come to mind on his resume i think that people that are more intimate with golf he'll be more remembered for the champions golf club and what he did for competitive amateur golf he was not very tolerant of terrible golfers okay really if you started he wanted you to be serious enough and passionate enough about the game to try to become a decent golfer Mm -hmm. and that would be an 18 20 handicapper but the rumor was, and I'm sure it was partially true, if you were a, a you know a poor, really poor player, and you didn't show Jack, Mr. Burke that you were interested in becoming a, a competent player, you might not get your invitation to the club. I yeah. know that's true. Wow. So, yeah, they had the the lowest 
index of any club in oh, Texas for, sure. for a long time. Now, when he won that Masters in 56, he came from eight back, shot wow. 71 on the last day in a big win, and, and beat Venturi, yeah. who shot 80 wow. and lost by one. And that same year when he won the PGA Championship, that was when it was match play. And he had to win eight consecutive matches. And in one of his matches, he was five down on the back nine. Early on the back nine, he was five down and fought his way back to advance. And he won when it was a match play championship. Of course, when you won your PGA, that was a medal play. But pretty big accomplishment to do that. When you can putt, you can do stuff like that, right, Mark? No, no doubt. He yeah. was a phenomenal putter. And that's, I think, a, a ton of guys, professionals and good amateurs, sought out his advice it was let's say to find out what that he I mean, might have been a marine i know he was yeah. he was yeah, in yeah. the military so you were trying to get a little bit of that toughness to rub off and his technique i mean he, he was i mean you think about it he lived to be 100 he was always in golf every day he was at the club so his vast you know library of knowledge about how to play golf was off the charts. Maybe nobody in the history of the game will ever know more about golf than than that man did. And that's why everybody wanted to pick his brain. He was a trainer in uh, World War II. He trained people as they went into combat. Unlike his dear friend uh, Jay Abair, uh, John Paul Abair's dad, who was on Iwo Jima and got shot on Iwo Jima, Jackie trained with hand-to-hand -hand combat and things like that. But he was a tough man. He was a tough World War II no nonsense, made a lot of money, and they were talking about this last night. He made more money being a head pro at the Metropolitan Club and Wingfoot than he did on, on tour a lot of years. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It was it was certainly an economic decision for a lot of those guys back in the day. I mean, even even the you, you don't even have to go look it up. I mean, these guys were playing for pennies. Yeah. 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 All right. I'm going to, Ben Clements has joined us here. We'll take a break, but. I want to talk to Ben and see if he's listened to Brandel Chamblee. I know Mark's listened a little bit. He's in the number two chair. He's the color analyst this week at the American Express. I think he's doing a great job. We'll talk about that after the break. This is the 15th Club. We're live from Dirty Martins on KLBJ. Welcome back to the 15th Club on KLBJ Radio. Ed Clements and Scotty Sayers, our show, proudly brought to you by ABC Bank and by Tyrios. AI, a new way to invest in Austin real estate. We're broadcasting live from Dirty Martin's Place, watching the Baltimore Ravens and the Houston Texans. The Ravens have scored again, 24-10 late in the third quarter in Baltimore. C.J. Stroud and the Texans have a little humping to go to get this game. Later tonight here at Dirty's, it's going to be Green Bay and the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers favored by nine and a half points. Ben Clements has joined us. Mark Brooks is here. Scotty Sayers. I'm Ed Clements. NBC and the Golf Channel this week in the second chair is our friend Randall Chambly. Mark Brooks played college golf with him, a very, very close friend of his. Uh, I watched some today. I like Randall Chambly. I know he's controversial. I like him. Uh, let's go around the table. How did you think Randall did, Scotty? Because you, you're a friend of Randall's as well. I've loved listening to him. He has, uh, you know, Brandel, he, he's excitable. He's talking a little bit fast. He'll get his countenance and his, his rhythm as time goes on. But what he's saying 
is is so good for the golf junkies like me to listen to. I think he's doing a fantastic job. I tell you where I miss Brandel though is on Golf Central leading into the telecast. Yeah. Uh, Jim Gallagher Jr. is okay. Uh, some of the others that have done that are okay. I miss Brandel being in that spot as well. But, boy, I think Brandel may have a future in this uh, number two chair. Mark, what do you think? What do you think about Brandel, your friend Brandel, in that chair? Well, nobody, you know, does their homework better than Brandel, and he's been doing it, I guess, quite a while now. We're well over 15 years. I'm, I'm a little bit like Scotty. The, the live from shows have become quite popular, the before and afters at all the majors and the players' championship. We'll see. I mean, I, it's it's an interesting chair to be in, and I will just say this. You know, today's the first day, although it's on, and it's on Golf Channel and tomorrow. Thursday and Friday, he, he actually did Thursday and Friday as well, a, a few hours. And no offense to anyone, but, you know, I want to see this guy, like, Brandon will have a shot with the A-team. Like, you know, I want the whole A-team there. And I, I know your supporting cast plays a big role, and all of them need to, you know, <laughs> My advice to all of them, remember, it's it's not about you. It's about the players on the golf course and your ability to tell that. You don't have to tell everything you know in one shot. Okay? Ben, ben, ben Clements, you skew lo- younger uh, than us guys. Yeah. It's all about a young man's deal. we got a lot of young people now. Smiley Kaufman and other uh, Colt Nost, young, younger guys. Your thoughts on Brandel and compare and contrast when Kevin Kisner was in that second chair yeah. at Kapalua. Well, I, I like Brandel. I think it's hard-pressed to... to to replace, you know, Paul Azinger, who's a very good commentator, but, you know, he's knowledgeable, which I'm like you, Scotty, and Mark, I like somebody that knows the game who can really tell it to a seasoned golfer or a beginner golfer and have you really explain what's going on. It's, uh, he's, it's hard for him, though, because he's the most polarizing talking head in golf. You either love him or you hate his guts. Go to Twitter. People either love him or they're talking more mess about him than you see in golf. So, it's an uphill challenge for him. He's doing well right now, but you know I don't care if the guy's young or old. I want somebody that makes me enjoy tuning in and want to listen to the broadcast instead of muting it and listening to my buddies talk. You know, I, I'm a big fan of Kevin Kisner being at the first tee of the Dell match play for those years. There was not a nicer guy on the mm-hmm. tee, Kevin Kisner. He won there. I just felt Kevin was a little too chummy at Kapalua. They all called him Kiz, and he started talking about, you know, uh, talking about Brian Harmon. He kind of, he kind of screwed up because they said, "How about your friend, you know, Brian Harmon winning the British Open?" Well, I really didn't see it. I was taking my daughter to camp. Uh oh, you don't say that. <laughs> but we we expect, and correct me if I'm wrong, we expect to see our friend Justin Leonard get a shot, and then David Duvall. I like Justin Leonard a lot. David Duvall, I don't like on TV. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, let me add, let's, let's go to timing. The Players' Championship is NBC. That's a big deal. Okay, it's a big deal for the tour. It's a big deal for the you know professional golf in a lot of ways. Randall kills it on the live from there, and Paul McGinley's joined him there. They're kind of a pretty good you know, cat and mouse there, but they only have about four tournaments until the Players' Championship in March. It's still in March. Kessner already supposedly has the chair in Phoenix at the Waste Management. He got a two. He gets a two-week run. Super Bowl week. It only yeah. leaves you a few weeks. So if you're saying, you know, Justin Leonard's going to get a chair, I don't think Justin Leonard's interested. I think he's going to play senior golf myself. Okay. I don't think this is a $5 million a year job anymore. And I don't think they got room to put too many more guys in there as a test run. I personally would be, I'm a little bit, but I had this thought the other day. If, I, if I'm a tournament, I'm American Express, 
or I'm century. I really kind of don't want my broadcast to be used as a test run. Yeah. Test pilot. <laughs> I mean, don't y'all have some studios y'all can do that in? <laughs> so, you know, if it becomes a complete failure, what goes on? I mean, it's it's wild to me that uh, – but they ha- my, my point is they have to have that chair, and I would think that that person needs at least a couple of weeks prior to the Players' Championship if he's never sat in that chair. Mark, I like the idea of Brandle stirring the pot a little bit. When Johnny Miller first came on, they said, my gosh, this guy's, you know, he's – degrading the players he's talking about him choking everything else but boy he ended up being one of the best guys to sit in that chair ever scotty had he had managers and wives you know filing defamation suits against him <laughs> craig parry you remember the australia yeah. yeah i mean he's he famously said if ben hogan watched that swing he would literally throw up <laughs> as he won a tournament at Doral. Oh. So, yes, he was polarizing, and uh, he didn't sugarcoat it. But you know what? It sure made you uh, act really nice to Mr. Miller when you were around him on the practice tee. Yeah. Does NBC have any of the majors? Well, the players and the U.S. Open. Yeah. Okay, so that's the interesting thing. What will happen, uh, the U.S. Open, if Brandel Shamley is in the booth, and he's got to talk about these live players that he hates so, so much. Well, he's, he's tempered his statements a little bit. But he's a mature 61 or 2-year-old. He, <laughs> he, he knows how to turn the filter on, I would hope. I know he yeah. does. So he can yeah. turn the filter on. Uh, you know, hey, how many of the fans are live fans or not? I mean, that's probably not even 50-50. They yeah. might actually side with Brandel on that deal. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not going to I don't think that's really going to be a problem. Yeah, Ben, Ben, don't you think it's better to have a little bit of controversy yes. than all this chumminess, you know. Yes. How you doing, kids? It's, it's you know, a, who'd you have dinner with last night? Yeah. It's a new stuff. game, and he yeah. calls it as he sees it. And if it's going to piss some people off, it's good for ratings because yeah. people are going to want to tune in to see who else he makes mad. Let's yeah. talk about tomorrow's golf. They finished play out at La Quinta in the American Express. Nick Dunlap, the amateur from Alabama, is the leader by three over Sam Burns. Nick Dunlap, an amateur, shot a 60 today. He's three ahead of Sam Burns. Burns is 24 under. Justin Thomas is 23 under. My friend Christian Bezaynenhoit is 21, and Xander Shoffley is minus 20. Can Nick Dunlap, can we have an amateur winning on the PGA Tour? I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it tomorrow. Absolutely. You just kind of nailed it right there. Seven shots. Very rarely do people make up seven shots. Three and four, very quite common. He's got a seven-shot lead over what? About fifth or sixth place? Yeah, fifth place. Yeah. There you go. I mean, it's a four-man, four-man game, and obviously you can shoot low. But let's not forget, tomorrow they're only on. There's no amateurs. They're in threesomes off both tees. They're on the stadium course, even though they they you know they light it up. It's not near the scary place that it used to be. The pin place, the whole locations are going to get tougher tomorrow. Greens pie a little bit, little bit quicker, and then you throw a little bit of the nerves in. You can still shoot a low score. I'm just saying it's a much more difficult test tomorrow than they've seen. And some of these guys haven't played it since Thursday, so right. it's kind of weird. But uh, that's what goes on. Scotty, would it be a shot in the arm to you for the PGA Tour if this young amateur won? I think it would be a great sure. shot in the arm. Sure, and, it, and it's a shot in the arm for the Tour if Justin Thomas wins. I mean, any big name winning, but I think the amateur story is even better. It's a bigger shot in the arm if Justin yeah, Thomas yeah. wins. I mean, if you have an amateur sophomore college player come in and kick kick uh, kick everybody's ass, <laughs> what, what does that say about your pros? Like, dude, <laughs> y'all need to. What is going on here? But it does show you how good these college players are. Ludwig Auberg out of Texas Tech's already won. Yes. I mean, within six months of turning pro, this guy's world beater. Probably 
you know, Ryder Cup. I mean, you name it. Uh, so it's just showing you how good these college programs are, how good these kids get at age 14, 15. By the time they're 20, 21, these kids are veterans. Hey, we got to say goodbye. Don't go away because news is next. And after that, uh, the end zone club here on KLBJ Radio. A lot of football, a lot of NFL football, a lot of Longhorn football, basketball, and much, much more. Mark, thanks a million. Scotty, yep. thanks. Glad you're back. We'll be back next hour. The news is next on News Radio 590 KLBJ.